Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Airlines are ramping up other precautions. On JetBlue, Air Canada, Korean, and Lufthansa, masks will be mandatory for the duration of flights. For the foreseeable future, they don't expect a return to anything like normal. And when there is a normal, they say it'll be after a vaccine. If we get to the point where uh, we're in the fall uh, of 2020 and things are uh, still as poor as they are, there's, there's no choice. We'll lose $900 million in cash in the month of April. And uh, obviously that's just not sustainable. Next time you go to the airport, you're probably likely to see mandatory face coverings, temperature checks, and fewer routes. These are only some of the measures airlines are now implementing as the world slowly reopens. And they're not the only changes that this industry now has to face. As you might imagine, air travel has been hit especially hard by this pandemic as people all over the world have been told to stay at home. So far, a federal bailout for the airline industry has prevented layoffs, but executives have estimated that once the prohibition lifts, up to a third of all the sector's jobs could disappear. I normally travel a lot for my job, so I wanted to find out what this all means for the future. Is it safe to travel? Should you be taking that cheap deal to fly to Miami? Will airports ever go back to normal? I'm going to talk about all of that in this episode. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. When we first began this podcast, I talked about travel safety all the way back in the fourth episode with Dr. Henry Wu. He's the director of the Emory Travel Well Center. So I decided to call him again to talk about all the changes in travel that have happened just over the last couple months and all the changes he thinks will still happen in the future. Last time we had you on the, on the show was back in March. We were still talking at that point about whether people should postpone their spring break travel plans. What do you think has been the most surprising change to travel since we last spoke? Well, so much has changed since March. Obviously, travel um, has dropped down significantly uh, due to not only the State Department and and CDC travel advisories, but also just a greater recognition of the risk of travel, not just internationally, but within the U.S., I think people are going to be surprised when they maybe first travel again after all this, that airports are going to look different. What have you heard? I think the uh, rapid testing of passengers is uh, certainly interesting. Um, I do think in the longer term, uh, my hope would be an effective vaccine. Vaccine requirements for travel is not new. Um, as you know, there you do need things like yellow fever vaccine or polio vaccine for, for certain trips. And that would be my hope for the future, um, and then a vaccine that can be used and, and recorded in a travel document like your, uh, your yellow card or for immunizations. And it is worth reminding people that um, as strange as this may seem, 
there are many countries around the world that do require some proof of vaccination against uh, infections that they are worried about, um, such as yellow fever, uh, particularly in some countries in Africa. Now, when you look forward, what are the indicators that you would look for in terms of knowing that it might now be safe to travel again? So I'd like to see the number of new cases dropping uh, to very low levels um, in Europe and in North America and South America, uh, to levels that we've seen some countries in Asia uh, manage to bring it down to. Um, I do think when that's clear that new cases are, are, are low um, in much of the world, I, I certainly would agree that the risk to travelers, uh, both in getting infected and also being in a country you know, with a, a health system that is overwhelmed is going to be minimized. So, um, you know, obviously part of this depends on having good data um, in terms of uh, being able to, to diagnose. Will, will, you, will you be jumping on any planes this summer? I would if I certainly had an important issue. I, I have elderly parents who, who live far away, um, and if I needed to see them, I would certainly would not hesitate to do so. I am obviously very familiar with the recommendations on uh, personal protection and I am also very confident that the major airlines are taking a lot of proactive steps to protect their passengers. So if we're talking about the summer, certainly I think, again, uh, for necessary travel, it can be done with most of the risks mitigated. Well, I, um, I appreciate your time, Dr. Wu. I know these are um, strange and unsettling times for everybody, and, and your hair is a bit longer looking at you on Zoom than the last time I saw Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> So how are you feeling about traveling? What do you think needs to happen to convince people to travel again? We decided to ask Erica Richter from the American Society of Travel Advisors. The future of travel will really depend on establishing confidence with the traveling public, and that is enhanced cleanliness and hygiene standards. Aside from requiring face masks, which you're simply going to see more of, some airlines are also reducing food and beverage services in flight. Frontier Airlines is the first U.S. carrier to announce plans to implement temperature checks. That's going to start in June. Others have said they are limiting seat selection options to allow more distance between passengers. There's been a lot of discussion about the middle seat. And the reality is that airlines and their business model depends on a load factor of airplanes. So the rule of economics basically says that if you take out 30% of the seats from that business model, then fares may have to go up. And that might not be beneficial for passengers or airlines. Outside the United States, different countries have also been trying different things. New Zealand and Australia have committed to creating a travel bubble that allows visits between the two countries without quarantine once it's safe to do so. China has begun allowing domestic travel, although its borders are still shut to most foreigners. Thailand is considering special tourism resorts that also double as quarantine zones. Here's Erica Richter again. It's not going to look the same for everybody, and that's part of what creates this uncertainty is that every traveler situation is going to look different, and what they will be expecting will also you know, be different. And so that's why we're saying, okay, we need to have these standard procedures in place and they need to be clear so that we can communicate with our clients what they are going to expect when they get to the airport. 
Um, and that is yet to be seen. Now, we don't know what these standards are yet, and we don't know how permanent they could be. If you think about 9-11 and how we pivoted after 9-11 from the airport screening process all the way through boarding the plane, you know, those enhanced screening measures at the airports eventually became faster and more efficient, you know, taking the shoes off, taking the belt off, three-ounce bottles, things like that. And we know that there's going to be some changes. This is where we need the government to step in with a standardized process. Aside from the changes we can see happening now, there will likely be more in the future. For some experts, that means we're going to have to rely on technology for touchless travel. And that might mean high-tech solutions. Here's Andrea Serra from the World Economic Forum. Even before the pandemic, she was already working on a digital identity project called the Known Traveler Identity Program. What COVID has brought to the spotlight is the fact that the future of travel now needs to be touchless, contactless, and seamless, right? And second, it's brought to light the fact that we now need to embed health as a key component of the end-to-end journey. For Andrea, the future of travel is touchless and paperless. Truth is, we already have some of it in place now. Our boarding passes are already on our phones, and we already check in online. You would uh, perhaps walk into a check-in counter that has facial recognition uh, facilitated, and through that way you would obtain um, uh, a bag tag. And there might also be a feature for to avoid queuing at the gate, right? Because at the gate is also a point where a lot of people gather. I mean, airlines have thought about this for a while now. I know Delta had a, a, a way back when a program for digital queuing. So there might be a way for you to be in the queue and your phone and you're called whenever it's your turn, etc. Travel like so many other industries affected by the pandemic, is still in flux. But a lot of experts do agree that we will adapt. We've done it in other circumstances before. And we will do it again. I'm convinced of that. If you have questions, you can record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might include them in our next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.